When we started Blue Dot, we were kind of reacting against sort of the heroic, modernist, you know, single designer person, um, where it was the, the, all the credit went to that one person. And I think what we try to do is acknowledge the fact that it's the entire company, really, that brings this stuff to life. It's not just the designer. Welcome this afternoon to the Wonder Podcast here at Marketplace on Maiden Lane. And I'm your host, CCB. And today I'm sitting with Maurice and John from Blue Dot. They're going to spend a little bit of time sharing with us why they're in the business, what their business is all about, and what that means to you in a wonderful way. So I'd like to ask John to start. Tell us a little bit about yourself, John. <laughs> uh, uh, what can I say? I was uh, I grew up in upstate New York, and um, my father was an entrepreneur. My mom was an artist. So I've sort of all my life had these competing interests in business and in things creative. Um, went to college in in Massachusetts at Williams College, where I met Maurice and Charlie, our co-founders, and uh, and then went on for a brief career in management consulting with a company called Bain and Company, and then um, and then started Blue Dot. Okay. Maurice? So I grew up in Texas, in West Texas. Um, I lost the accent because I left there when Jimmy Carter was president. Uh, so it's been a while since I've lived there. And uh, eventually made my way up to Williamstown, Massachusetts, met John and Charlie there. Um, and then I went into architecture. So I'm actually a recovering architect. Uh, there are many of them out there. I've been at, uh, out of the profession since 2003 when I started at Blue Dot full-time. So in 97, when we started Blue Dot, I was a year into my own architecture firm in Chicago. Uh, so I was sort of part-time for a few years and then finally moved to Minneapolis in 2002. All right. So out of the uh, Steelcase partner companies, it's actually kind of fascinating. You are one of the elders in a funny way. Uh, most of them are under 20 years old. Hmm. So you're just right um, at, you get to push them around, I'm going to say. Um, but the idea of Blue Dot, um, where'd you come up with the name? Ooh. Well, we had, um, we were kind of brainstorming a lot of different names and they were seeming too trendy or too timely. Like in 20 years, they might not, they might sound like they were created in the 90s. So, um, one of us landed on, you know, the idea of, of the name being like just a graphic symbol. And the idea was literally not to have any words. So the, the company name would be just a blue dot. But then we realized that the impracticality of not being able to be listed in the phone book, which we had back then. And um, or you couldn't answer the phone if you, you just were a graphic symbol. Describe be, a blue dot. Yeah, okay. right, yeah. Yeah. So we added the words. And um, I just like the simplicity of it. It's the graphic, it, you know, the name almost designed its own logo basically so um yeah we thought it was would last the test of time and gratefully you introduced the word design so <laughs> blue dot is doing some amazing work in modern design and in doing research about your or your company um i was fascinated with the kind of democratic approach to access which harkens back to some historical movements you might say about and so why did you come up with that particular emphasis yeah so it was really so we're in our mid-20s at this point and we're starting to buy our first real furniture so getting rid of thrift shop furniture and the stuff that we inherited from our parents 
um, and actually going out and buying things. And what we found was if you wanted modern design, it was really expensive. Um, you know, traditional design was pretty affordable, um, but that's not what we wanted. So we thought, basically, it's a focus group of three of us decided that there was a market for uh, a kind of a mid-priced, more affordable, modern furniture line. And it wasn't just price point, too. I mean, it was also distribution. I mean, it was hard to get to. Like, if you wanted, if you did have the money to buy a beautiful, you know, Italian sofa for 15 grand, like you had to have an architect walk you into a into a showroom building, and, you, you know, you just couldn't walk in off the street. So the sort of retail, there wasn't much retail uh, for modern furniture, you know, with every everyday access. Okay, so the idea of Blue Dot coming out in more of a retail form, I have to give you an enormous amount of credit to come up with a company, decide you're going to design your own furniture, and then you're going to set up retail stores <laughs> to sell it. So whose brainiac idea was that? <laughs> it was all of us. <laughs> Each I mean, one of you? Yeah, come no, up with all of us, yeah. I mean, we didn't start that way. We started selling wholesale, you know, so we started selling to, like in San Francisco, to Zinc Details, um, still a customer and, you know, great store. And um, so, and, and that's how we got through the first maybe five to 10 years of the business, right? And, but we realized that as great a partners as they were, they were never going to carry everything that we offered, you know, that we were going to be one of many lines. And there was only one of those stores in every city at most. And they were generally not very big and they're, they're, that channel was not growing. So um, we felt like going direct would be a way to augment that business. And also a way to show our collection altogether in one place the way we would want to present it. And um, so, yeah, we were we started in retail in 2008, which was probably the worst time ever to ever. open a store. Yeah. Well, 1929. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but what about um, the idea of retail from a distribution standpoint gets you into the manufacturing on a different level, I would say, from a um, at um, stock standpoint, unless you had a different business model. So what was the business model? No, it was, it was when we were in the wholesale business, our intention then was to stock everything that we, that we designed so that if you were a stocking retailer, you could order it immediately and we could ship it out to your customer immediately. So when we went into retail, it was kind of the same model really. Um, and that's still our intention today is that we try to stock everything that we design in our warehouse in Minnesota. I mean, unlike contract world where things are made to order. And, and that's partly because in the contract world, um, there are so many options. You know, the complexity of the contract world you know, is mind-boggling to us. Um, we intentionally have a limited set of options in terms of fabrics and colors and sizes and things like that. But that is the trade-off that we take in order to keep things in stock. Mm-hmm. And there was also, uh, you know, there's efficiency for us to order uh, from our vendors to order larger quantities. So if we were ordering onesie, twosie, that was going to drive the cost up dramatically. And if one of our value propositions was affordability, then we had to order 20 or 50 or 100 for the vendor. Value proposition. When you think about the value proposition of Blue Dot, has it changed over the 25 years or is it maintaining its... I think it's super tight. I mean, we we were honored to have a Rizzoli publish a book on Blue Dot at 20 years. 20 years of Blue Dot. Um, and as we went through the archives, and not only as we went through it, but as people that are sort of new to Blue Dot that have been there for, let's say, two or three years, and they were helping us sift through the faxes and all the, the, the historical documents and the correspondence. And, and they were amazed at how uh, 
the way we described the business in 1996 or 1995, even before, it, we, before we started, when we were just talking about starting it, and they were amazed at how consistent the language was then as it is today, that it was basically a straight line. So that speaks to uh, um, a, a, an amazing consistency from a retail standpoint, I think, in brand, and and it s- sounds like culture as well. If you've yeah, I thought you were going to say great leadership. But. Well, I could say that. I could say great leadership. Uh, I was going to use that in another time. But, but the idea of, uh, of the culture maintaining that consistency over time and what, what do you need to do to guard that culture? Or is it inherent in your folks? No, it's a very, I think the, well, I mean, brand and culture were a little bit separate, but I think, you know, from a brand standpoint, you know, we had a clear idea of what we wanted our brand to stand for from the very beginning. And we stand for exactly the same things now. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's invited to our party. It's nobody's too cool for school. It's democratic. It's approachable. Um, we take our work seriously. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Those types of sort of characteristics of the brand, um, they they spill into our culture, but we were really intentional about the culture as well. So core values for us are, are really important. And we sit down with, you know, every, I sit down with every new Blue Dot employee one-on-one and go through all of our core values. And then we reward people quarterly on somebody who's um, sort of demonstrated one of those values in a great way. But I think earlier on in Blue Dot's history, we might have discounted the importance of that kind of stuff. And I remember in business school, taking classes and thinking that was kind of the soft stuff. Like it wasn't as important as strategy and finance. And, um, but okay. I think we discovered and corporate. Yeah. And kind of big company corporate, but to have core values yeah. is kind of corporate. Yeah. But it's super important. I was going to yeah. say, we've actually kind of found that, um, the core, it feels corporate when they have to be explicit when you have to write them down because you've been living them for a bit. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. kind of stepped into it a little bit ahead of the game, which is yeah. also impressive. So I was thinking about impressive things about Blue Dot and congratulations on the Q- Cooper Hewitt Design Award. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. How does that happen? <laughs> 20 years of less sweat Overnight success. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, that's not, you know, it doesn't happen to a lot of people. I think it was what was important for us when we got that award. The jury specifically acknowledged our business model as the reason they gave it to us. It wasn't just because we designed pretty things. The, the, this idea of democratizing design and accessibility and design and um, all of those values uh, that I think makes us different than a lot of other companies in this industry were the things they acknowledged us for. Yeah, and, and, and an acknowledgement that we're actually getting that work out into the world. You know, it's not something that's designed and, and a few things are produced, you know, a few, 10 of them are made and it doesn't have much of a impact in the overall landscape. I think they were acknowledging the fact that because we undertake all those other steps, the selling and the marketing and distribution of our own work, that it's, it's impacting more people's lives. Okay, so we've talked all the way around, not specifically about the solutions and what it is that Blue Dot presents, bestows mm-hmm. gifts to the, well, gifts to the, the public. Um, and so was there a, uh, when you talk about collections or um, kind of strategy around, how did you, it didn't all start with one of everything, though mm-hmm. I do see that you have large quantities of new things coming out on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So how'd you, how'd you work through, we're going to do seating or 
tables or? Yeah, I don't know. It, I guess an evolution, right? I mean, we started and really, I think the first, the first collection that John and Charlie and I designed, the three of us, uh, we had to be able to make it ourselves. We had to be able to make the prototype. So you had to be able to make it on a table saw or a cut or, yeah, a drill press <laughs> and maybe cut a tube or something. So yeah. that kind of defined the first assortment. And then I think after that, it just was a kind of a slow evolution of seeing holes in the assortment and saying, we need to do upholstery now. We need to have upholstered seating or we need to do lighting. Or once we opened stores, we needed rugs and we needed small accessories. And I think it's yeah. just been kind of a slow evolution. It has been. I think our initial collection, which was about 16 or 17 pieces, though, it deliberately, even though it didn't include upholstery and it didn't include rugs and lighting in some of those categories, it it was deliberately broad, I guess, in the sense that it ranged from a small accessory like a magazine rack all the way to a really large wall unit storage system that was 17 or $1,800, and then everything in between. Not everything in between, but 15 mm-hmm. other pieces in between. Um, but we did want to signal that it was a, yeah. a, a collection, a, a broad collection. It wasn't just desks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, or, exactly. or CD racks, right. which we did right. a really good CD rack. Yeah. Excellent. It well, doesn't sell much. You know, I have about no. 2,000 <laughs> CDs. Maybe I could pick up a few of those extra ones. Anyway, um, the, the idea of uh, design and the three of you starting design, uh, clearly, how many people work for Blue Dot now? In the U.S., 175. Mm-hmm. In, and then in other parts of the world, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you must have a few more designers. We do. We do. You do? Yeah. yeah. We have five, five designers. Five designers who are coming up with just amazing, amazing amounts of, uh, of new introductions. And um, I, I kind of think you're an interesting organization in that all of your design is in-house. So would you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I think... Um, well, one, it's the reason we started the company. I mean, we, we were designers and that's why, you know, we wanted to be able to spend our days doing what we love to do. So, um, we get pitched all the time, people sending emails saying, would you, would you consider my design? And our response is always the same. Like, I'm not even going to open the attachment. You know, we, this is, this is why we started this company. So we selfishly keep it to ourselves. So, um, that's why hundred percent of what we sell, we, we design, but the process is really, it's collaborative. I mean, from yeah. the first, from that first assortment that we spoke about earlier, <clears throat> where the three of us literally sat at a table with butcher block paper and just sort of sketched over each other. Um, and now it's still a very collaborative process. So we have a meeting every Thursday that's the design team. So the five designers plus our head of engineering, John, myself, assortment planning, yeah. creative uh, visual merchandising, like everybody is there. And it's really the designer gets up and says, this is what I'm working on and here's where it is. And everybody sort of pitches in and says, maybe it should be blue and maybe it shouldn't be that wide. And, and we talk a lot about the way it functions and what, what value does it add and what purpose does it serve? Um, so that is a really collaborative process. So we, when we started Blue Dot, we were kind of reacting against sort of the heroic modernist, you know, single designer person um, where it was the, the, all the credit went to that one person. And I think what we try to do is acknowledge the fact that it's the entire company, really, that brings this stuff to life. It's not just the designer. Mm-hmm. Which underscores that culture and that kind of integrity of the democracy of, of your solutions. So you're designing all of these, um, all these different collections. How many of them remain in the catalog and how many of them are in your inventory and how many of them cycle sure, how, through? How quickly do they move through? It's pretty, yeah. pretty slow. Is it? Yeah. Is I it? mean, our goal is to keep, is for them to live forever, but they, you know, obviously that doesn't, 
happen for a variety of reasons, whether they don't sell as well as we had hoped or we ourselves kind of don't like them as much as we once did. I mean, there's some pieces in our earlier years that I think we're less proud of than others. But we have, you know, the Chicago 8-Box, that big wall unit that I told you about. It was in our initial collection. We still sell today, 22 years later. It still sells very well. Um, so, you know, we would, we'd lo- I'd love it if it was there 20 years from now. Um, and that's the goal with everything we design. It doesn't always work out that way, but. So, so we are in the commercial contract furniture business mm-hmm. as, as compared with the um, more residential or retail. And what percentage of your business right now is contract versus it, it's, retail? Um, it's hard to say because even through, even through retail or even through our website, you know, there are trade and contract purchases. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not that – actually, probably the majority of some of our retail sales are not residential, are, are in a mm-hmm. commercial purchase. So I, probably at least half. Yeah. yeah. So you have recently entered into uh, a relationship with Steelcase, which is a fairly large organization mm-hmm. <laughs> with, I would say, um, I think global coverage. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean to, what does that mean? I mean, as a representative of one of the major distributors, uh, major Steelcase distributors on the West Coast, what does that mean when we have 90 people out selling Blue Dot? It's great. That's awesome. I mean, if, 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 if the reason we started the company was to get good design out in the world, mm-hmm. I mean, to, to, to hook into an entity like Steelcase is amazing. We were super honored that they reached out to us and, and sort of threw out this idea of a partnership. So, um, I mean, we, our, our business in this, in this realm had been growing a, a lot on its own, but without, um, we, without much outward sales effort on our part. I mean, we were kind of catching and not pitching so much. So we knew that the appetite was there, absolutely, with this resumercial trend and that our, our lineup really suited that very well. Um, so to then team up with Steelcase and have the combined power um, of their... How big is your, your manufacturing facility? <laughs> well, we, 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 outsource, we, we partner with manufacturing partners. So yeah, uh, but our warehouse is insanely big. <laughs> but because we're contract manufacturing, our, our factory is essentially infinite. Right. right? Where yeah. We can keep growing it, keep finding new suppliers. Yeah. Who are our listeners like to know, you know, who are the users and what, who do you see as being, uh, you know, target audiences? But, but are there, um, are there installation, Blue Dot installations or Blue Dot users that you would just think are magnificent for the way that they're using the product? I don't know. I feel like I, I see Blue Dot all the time now, which is was super gratifying just to be walking around and, you know, seeing our chairs out at a cafe or um, in the lobby of a hotel or in somebody's house. Um, I had a friend who was visiting a friend in, in Tel Aviv and walked into their apartment and the entire apartment was Blue Dot and he was like stunned. So I don't know how it got to Tel Aviv, but it, but it did. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're being used a lot in, in office settings, as as you know, and um, but we're doing hotels, restaurants, homes, um, all over. I mean, our pieces are always designed to have that kind of versatility, to live kind of com- equally well in a lot of those different environments. They're built to, they're built to last in a contract setting, without looking contract. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, the other Steelcase uh, partners came in and was explaining kind of their offering as the cherry on top of the the cake that's steel case has the cake mixed down mm-hmm. 
totally. But to have add that icing and the cherry on top. And I'd be curious to what metaphor you would pick for the blue dot. Sprinkles. Sprinkles everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, I just think it's no, interesting. You know, no, it, 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 no, it does serve that purpose. I mean, I think there's some, our collection is, is pretty large. So, uh, I don't know how many unique designs we have, but it's in the hundreds. So um, you can you can get a lot done with with our collection. It's not a twenty piece collection or a thirty piece collection. So um, there is some steak and there is some sizzle. Yeah, I think there's some basics there. I mean, we don't get into into you know highly functional workstations and things like that. But I think you can do a lot with blue dot. Well, I think that we all agree, and um, there's a good deal of blue dot being specified, I know, uh, across the numbers of industries, vertical markets that we work in at One Workplace. So tell me about, uh, from an inspiration standpoint, you've, you've addressed this kind of loosely, mm-hmm. but how do, you keep, how do you keep being inspired to bring new designs out? I mean, what, what helps you? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we get that question fairly frequently. And it's a hard question to answer because there's no simple answer. It's, I think there's just a lot of different things that sort of inspire us. And I'm using air quotes for those people on headphones. But, um, you know, it may be something as simple as looking at our assortment and saying, we're missing a sofa that does this. We have a sofa that does this, this, and this, but we don't have anything that does that. So how can we address that need? Or, or it's a scale issue. We don't have a desk that's really small, or we don't have a desk that's really big. And so some of it's inward looking. It's looking at our existing assortment. Um, some of it's being inspired by other things we see going in the marketplace and what people are doing. Um, and some of it's just looking at art or looking at a, you know, an industrial shed in the, on the plains of Minnesota and saying, that's kind of a cool form. I wonder that looks like it could be something. So it, I, I think it's a wide range of things mm-hmm. that we're inspired so by. Being curious, basically. I think just being and being observant. The three of us traveled around the world together after college for a year, and we, we realized not long after that we started that trip that we kind of were jonesing on the same kinds of things, you know, like really picking out little details and, you know, just being curious about different things. So, and how things are made. I mean, yeah. I think it's really important for us to know and our designers to understand how things are made and what capabilities we have and what machines are out there and what finishing capabilities are there. So it's all those things. Hmm. Uh, usually I would ask what, uh, what's your favorite piece, but I can't ask you that because you, you don't, you don't follow that path. The so. next one. The next one. Okay. Curiously, <laughs> an appropriate answer. <laughs> okay. Is there anything about Blue Dot that you would like to share with the with our listeners? Anything that you think they need to know or that they don't know? I, I think we've, we've talked about a lot of it, but sort of, you know, everybody's welcome. Like, I hope people will just stop into one of our stores, go to our website, check it out if they don't know us. Um, here on the West Coast, uh, aside from your one workplace and perhaps one or two other steel case distributors who, and I just saw you open a retail store in Portland. Yes. Congratulations. That's exciting. Uh, Is there one here in San Francisco right in the Bay area? There is. Where is that? On Valencia in the mission. Oh yeah. I should know that. It's my old hood. Okay. (laughs) It's 17th and and Valencia. I'm going to run there right now and check it out. Okay. Um, All right. Maurice and John from Blue Dot. Thank you very much for spending time with us. We really enjoyed it. Thanks for coming. Okay.